What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the I Am Icon Podcast, episode three. I am your host, Icon Falcon. And as always, to my right hand is my right hand man. Your cameraman, my cameraman. I done forgot my intro already, boy. God, <laughs> so much. <laughs> cameraman Steve is in the building. What's going on, cameraman Steve? What's going on? Hey. Episode three, as always, I come back for more. I'm excited to be here with you all today. Um, man, review of the last two podcasts. So we talked about it a little bit. First podcast was extremely rocky. You know, a lot of technical difficulties, a lot of personal difficulties, right? Uh, and it's just really getting in the groove, just trying to figure out what podcasting is about, how it feels to podcast, you know, cameras, sound, just not being used to all of this stuff, man. That's what, that's what, you know, podcast one was about. I got used to it a little bit. Then we came back for two. I think I personally believe we, we got a lot better with two. We actually had a lot of, a lot of uh, viewers with two. Uh, and I'm, I was excited, excited to see that or listeners for lack of better terms. I was excited to see that. Uh, I I personally want to make sure that you all see the growth in us. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, I, I try real hard to um, make sure we don't leave anything out, right? Because I want you all to see exactly uh, the work we actually put in to actually be here with you all. And just to see, you know, show you all just things that you'll probably have to go through just been in building business, man. Uh, not Not that you all don't know. But you know, uh, let you know that we ain't skipping. We ain't skipping no no trials and tribulations, man. We going through it all. Uh, so we we here for the, for episode three. Uh, I feel a lot more comfortable. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, we talk about the PTSD and anxiety in the first episode, and uh, that that definitely kicked up the most in the first episode. A little bit in the second one, I feel like I'm home now. In, in the third, uh, I feel like. Uh, you all know a lot about me so far. I feel like uh, I can come in and relax, you know, and just talk, you know, and uh, just enjoy you all the same way. I hope you all are enjoying me, man. So uh, uh, without further ado, let's let's get this thing kicked off. So I had a topic I, I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> and then in real time, I, I, I realized just switched it because I was reading some of these articles that we had and, you know, the common denominator and things of that nature. Uh, what I wanted, to, what, what, what we're going to talk about today is uh, entrepreneurship and uh, how, how you can use entrepreneurship to build who you are, but it can't help you build your morals. All right. What I mean by that is your morals are just based off of who you are, right? The things that you stand for, the things that you're willing to do to get to where you're going, right? And the things that you're not willing to do to get to where you're going, uh, if that makes any sense. When in the world of business, we live in a time where a lot of people are willing to do a lot of things just to make some money. A lot of people are willing to do a lot of things with some attention. Right, so where does your morals come into play at? What aren't you willing to do to gain that money or to gain that attention? 
I think that's extremely important for us to recognize first before we even think about entrepreneurship, right? And some of us probably done jump, jumped into entrepreneurship without thinking about it or really trying to uh, trying to gain a notice of oneself first. And that's not a bad thing. There is no right or wrong way to jump into entrepreneurship, all right? This is just a conversation between you and I, all right? Um, what What is it about yourself that you are will you are not willing to sacrifice just to be just to be successful whatever that means to you because it's all subjective to be rich whatever that means to you because it's subjective or without being famous once again it's all up to you because it's all subjective i think it's important for us to to know that about ourselves before we get outside and start start pushing a brand or product. And I say that because a lot of times, a lot of people lose their morals on the road to success. And we see it every day. We see it every day and and we see it in a, in a, in the aspect of you like, damn, like why why are they why are they going out like that? Right. And we see it in different matters, no matter if it's someone literally selling a soul just for just for some attention, uh, willing to backstab somebody for the greater good of themselves. Right. Uh, we kind of talked about it on a podcast too, the last podcast uh, about holding your own and being able to pick yourself up while keeping your morals intact. That's the key that we left out of the last episode. Right. And I think it's important to understand that because in the on the road of entrepreneurship to success, we're going to be faced with, and I say we because I plan on us all becoming millionaires, billionaires, and trillionaires. So I'm going to say we. We're going to be faced with, with decisions on this path to greatness that is going to test our morals. It's going to, it's going to test what we believe in. Right, who we are as as man or woman, just the things that we stand on, right? So, great example, you putting in all this hard work, you marketing your ass off, you doing everything you're supposed to do, right? You getting in touch with your customers, you making sure that the product or the service is right for them, you asking them their opinions on stuff. Right. You're asking, you know, just asking for general feedback or you asking other people that are maybe a little bit more successful than you are about, you know, how they got to where they are. And they giving you feedback on, on your product, so forth and so on. You're doing everything that you're supposed to. You're doing your market research. Uh, you out here just trying to do uh, competitive analysis, you know, all that stuff that comes with business. You're doing everything. And then something so simple comes along like a damn Somebody with way more money than we are, that than we have at the current time. And they come and say, hey, I want to buy your company for 15 million. But what about, what if the company that's trying to buy your company for that 15 million, what if they're known to scam people? What a, what about if they're known to do whatever it is 
for lack of better terms, let's try this again. What if they're known for not doing right by the consumer? I know we'll say that's all corporations, right? With, you know, all the corporates, you know, big conglomerates do that, right? I, I kind of disagree with you on that, and we'll get into that. Uh, what if they're saying, I want you, but I don't want nobody else that you work with, none of your friends. I don't want any of the family members that's working with you. I just want you. I want to put $15 million down, and nobody else that you know can work with you. I'm going to put everybody else uh, that we want. In, in those positions there, if we give you $15 million. You know, let's just think of scenarios. What, you know, what if, what if, you know, everything that you try to build and you try to uh, establish for your brand, somebody comes along and said, okay, uh, I see you have an audience and that's cool. I like your audience, but I don't like your brand and I don't like what you're doing. Can we scrap that? I'll give you $15 million. Let me scrap that. You know, uh, and we'll we'll build it the way we want it to be, and you still got to be the face of this, and just pretend that you know what we're talking about or know we're what role we're traveling. We'll get you on the pathway, or we'll create the pathway for you. It's not going to be the pathway that you set out for yourself, but it's going to be the pathway that we we previously that we're going to build for you, so that you can achieve the success that we want you to have. I mean, these are all hypothetical scenarios, and the, the the dollar sign obviously is hypothetical as well because fifteen million, nine times out of ten for a startup is never going to be the case. A lot of times, it's between two and two and ten. Ten still being high, that's more on the tech side. But and let me let me back up. Let me take that back. When I say two and ten, I mean on on uh, brands or businesses that may not be able to scale extremely fast. Right? Um and and when I and I get that number from just looking at valuations of uh smaller brands of, you know, simple things like a t-shirt company, right? Uh you can try to you can build up your t-shirt company over 5 years and a company can come and say, "Okay, I like what you're doing. You have you found a follower, a following base. Uh here's 2 million dollars." Right, that's where I get that from. So back to morals and entrepreneurship. At what point do we say no? Do you is is even is is saying no even a part of your morals? What what have you have you had the chance to even say no to anything that tested your morals in entrepreneurship or just in general? Well, you know, let's let's forget the entrepreneurship just in general. Right. Uh, Because when it boils down to it is the way I look at it is we watch these entrepreneurs become rich. Businessman, businesswoman. And a lot and, and we watch them time and time again, just start doing stuff that implicates who they are. And it only leads you to believe that this is who they are way before for the time because they're just doing it with the money now. That's the difference. Like, what is the definition of staying true to yourself these days when it comes to entrepreneurship? What is the definition of sticking together in entrepreneurship these days? Right. Is there even a real thing as us growing together? Maybe. Is that possible? Or is that just, you know, uh, catchphrases to use until we get a bag? And then once we get the bag, we just knock it. Hey, I don't need you, man. Get the fuck out of here. 
I know. I know. I know what we said. Yeah. Nah, nah. We good now. No. I'm up. Right? This is... This happens so much. And it's frustrating. Because this is what makes... Business, the business world so extremely extravagant, but this is what makes it so. I know this is not a word, but I'm gonna throw it out there. I call it a devilish, uh, a, a devilish society that you don't have to necessarily be a part of it, right? Of all all the ways that a lot of business people uh, conduct business, you can set your own path. But it starts with morals. What do you stand on? What are you willing to tolerate? What are you willing to pass up on? Or do you feel like the first person that come and dangles some money in front of you is 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 the winning lottery ticket? I think I've learned. I've I've read I read a few books and I, I've learned. Uh, one of the one of the things that a lot of people would tell you in, that are successful in the business world is you never take the first offer. You always skip the first offer. I mean, it's your business, so obviously you dictate whether whether you would or wouldn't. Um, I think for me. It's not even about the first offer It's about me first understanding what we're worth. Who we are, what we're worth, where we're going, and how much we'll be worth on on the path that we're on. Right? So, great example. If, as a startup, I am Icon Podcast, we're worth zero dollars. Right? A lot. Take all the equipment that we purchase, you know, so forth and so on. Whomever watches right now, there's a formula for all this stuff to find out how much we're worth. Right? So, let's just say, throwing out a number, let's say we're worth $10,000 right now. So if I know we're worth $10,000, uh, I know that you can't just come through and just give me 2000 and say, hey, I'm going to be your investor. That's just not really how this works, right? But if you come through and then you say, hey, I want to give you $10 million. I don't know why I'm stuck on these, these double-digit investment numbers. Maybe God got something coming, but uh, I want to give you $10 million. Then at this stage, I could think about it, but I can potentially still say, stay, say no, right? Because I could look at it in the long run and say, well, I can get that 10 million based off of this amount of views. I thought buy this much equipment, be able to do this, do that, so forth and so on, and come up with my own valuation of how long it's going to take me to gain that 10 million anyway. Yes, I can have 10 million tomorrow, but I could also have 10 million in six months. So I'm not, I'm not trying to sell nothing right now. So, I mean, it, it it all it all depends and goes, it boils down to who you are, what your business is, um, what your structure is, and what exactly you see yourself, what you see for your business. I think that's an, a point, uh, an important thing to do as well, right? A lot of people, which isn't a bad thing because we all don't have the answers, don't have the resources, and don't know the information. A lot of us, we we don't have a plan. Like, forget 
business, let's forget a business plan, like just a plan in general of where we plan to go or expect or we see our business growing into in the next five to 10 years. Like, I feel like if we do more envisioning of where we see that happening, we can't just, nobody can just come through and just, just buy us out. No one can just come through and just dangle some dollars in front of our face and, you know, lack of better terms, we just start dancing. All right. So my, 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 my theory right now is as entrepreneurs, we should pick a goal and stick to it. It may change a little bit here and there, of course. Nothing's ever going to stay the same. The only thing constant is change. But, but pick a goal, right? So, great example. I am Icon Podcast. I plan to launch uh, audio and video on the Icon Mall app in the streaming section and allow different podcasters to do the same thing allow you know uh i can't go too much into it because it's it's going into business ideas but you know allow you know people to set up their own tv channels through through the app in a certain way and i know what the valuation on that is so that is the route we're going so for for right now like I said, going back to the original example, you can't just say, hey, I want to give you $2,000 for your podcast. Well, no, because this is more than just a podcast. We're going in a certain direction, and it's not about me. I have a whole podcast full of listeners that expect me to do right by them as well. That is where we talked about last podcast about holding hands and we kicking in doors together, right? I'm building for us. That's what this is about. All right. So, and that goes with advertising too, right? Uh, your morals, your sometimes your morals showing your advertising. Like there's certain things you just don't do. And I'm, and this is even if you, you know, especially if you uh, advertising for for your own uh, personal brand versus a product or service. Right. You ain't got to you don't you don't have to get on the Internet acting crazy and talking crazy just to promote yourself, man. I know I know we think that that means instant success because that's what gets the most views and the most likes. But that is not longevity. That is going to die quickly. And you're always going to be stamped as the clown. One thing I love love about the circus is, is once you become the actor in the circus, that's all you will ever be. That's just it. You don't end up owning the circus. You are a part of it. Right? So that's why I said this is this is why it's important for us to stick to our morals, uh, our moral compass. But you know, allow entrepreneurship to help us build as 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 humans. Allow entrepreneurship to build our build businesses for us. But we it's extremely important that we stick to those morals and responsibilities that we uh we have for ourselves man uh what i want to do is i want to get into some of these topics these other topics i want to speak on uh 
one of the topics that I found to be extremely dope. Uh, this it's weird to me how this is such a big thing. I mean, I'm I'm extremely uh, I'm extremely happy for for him. Uh, it's just weird to me how this is a big thing. And well, let me rephrase that. It's not weird that it's a big thing. It's just weird to me how many people don't really tap into this part of the world. They it's there and they just don't use it. Uh, so we got Wiz Khalifa signs 25 college athletes to nail deals under his Taylor gang entertainment, which is a big deal because, you know, I can't, I don't know how long ago it's been probably maybe two, three years when, uh, college sports started allow, allowing college athletes to get paid for their likeness, which is a huge thing. So we're going to. Last episode, the, the the applause wasn't working, so we're going to try it again. But we're going to give them a round of applause for, for getting paid off their likeness. So, Wiz Khalifa seems to be tapping in with college athletes through his music label and management company, Taylor Gang Entertainment. According to ON3, the Black and Yellow MC has signed 25 athletes to an endorsement deal. To endorsement deals. That's more is said to be one of the first for a music label to tap into the music name, image, and likeness opportunities offered to student athlete, student athletes. The outlet reports the athletes were to promote his 45-minute breakdown track, which features both Wiz Khalifa and Lil Uzi Vert. I don't know why when I hear Lou Uzi Vert name these days, all I can do is think of that one song he got out. That boy is a rock star. I don't know how he came about, but that's that's another conversation. Uh, but I love Lou Uzi Vert. Shout out to him. So this is this to me, this is huge. If in business terms for for startups like you and I, pretty much what all this is is taking money and giving it to uh, people for their likeness on social media, right? People who are popular on social media, you say, hey, uh, I sell T-shirts, right? Uh, Here's $100, here's $50, here's $25. Would you mind just uh, wearing this T-shirt in a picture and posting it on your social media and tagging uh, my company in it? That's all this is. But this is, this is, even bigger because this is now uh, college athletes being able to actually get paid off of this when they weren't able to. They they had to stay completely away from it, right? I forgot what it was called when, you know, athletes was getting paid because they were athletes, so forth and so on. But um, I think this is a huge deal, and it, it should be uh, – reported more so than not because uh athletes put up a lot they 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 spend their whole lives trying to become who they are right they spend their whole lives trying to get on tv they spend their whole lives going to go to the colleges that they go to and to make the teams that they make right uh and i think they should be rewarded for that and i also think this is a perfect way for them to start uh gaining attention and know what it's like to to sit in deals before the major the major leagues 
Right? Because there's plenty of times where a lot of the times they go to the, the big leagues and, you know, they get an NBA, they just sign deals. They don't know what to ask for. I mean, of course, you can get a lawyer or whatever the case that is. But, I mean, once again, if you don't know what's available to you, you don't know what your resources are, right? How do you know what, what you you should be uh, negotiating? So, I, I really thought this was a, a dope thing, man. So, shout out to Wiz Khalifa. That guy is into everything. I mean, any type of weed, but definitely everything else, man. So, uh, big ups to him, man. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him, and I hope he keep it going. Drink Champs, Inc.'s new deal with Warner Music Group. Round of applause for Nori, man. Oh, my God. I was telling cameraman about Nori and Drink Champs. I am a huge fan of Drink Champs. Right? And I'm not even, like, I like the new joints. I like it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not even talking about the new joints. Still to this day on repeat, I go watch his old joints. I enjoy seeing people's come up. I mean, I love to see the success, but I love seeing the work people put in to build their product, brand, or service. Man, one of my favorite uh, Drink Champ episodes was was with uh, Noriega. Ja Rule and I think it was Jadakiss and this was like towards the beginning I mean like they were all they didn't even have a location to to record their podcast and they was in a hotel recording their podcast right the you you could tell it was an older hotel you had a phone going off uh Ja Rule driver looking for him the whole nine yards man I still watch Drink Champs to this day man uh, the older the older episodes, like I said, because I like seeing the the manual labor, the manual work people put in uh, to become who they who they are today. So this is a big deal, right? And I'm happy for them. Uh, let's get into some of it. We can actually get there. So it says Norian DJ EFN are leveling up in 2023 as the Drink Champs hosts as the Drink Champs hosts enter into a new distribution deal with the Warner Music Group. WMG's in-house podcast network? Wait. They uh they are, they are music label, right? Yeah. Now they got a podcast network? I got a question. One sec. Uh, <laughs> Internal Presents has secured exclusive licensing rights to the audio version of the award-winning podcast on all major platforms. We're going to come back to that because the, the key words that I took out of that sentence was audio version. Uh, Drink Champs first launched in 2015 but rose to prominence within the culture quickly with the help of iconic guests like Patti LaBelle, B2K, Okay, B2K, <laughs> Alicia Keys, and more. It is considered to be one of the most impactful podcasts in music, in, in music, sports, TV, film, and fashion. Filled with boozy conversation and unconventional, boisterous storytelling. I love the way they put that. Hey, so, all right, so let's back up. Once again, congratulations to them. A lot of questions, first of all. 
God, this is where it, this is where it's important to understand uh, keywords and not just read over stuff, right? Because uh, these blogs and 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 the PRs out here, they're good with putting key terms into things, but you it's your job to understand what the hell they're talking about or what they mean by this. Because first of all, Warner Music Group is a record label. Now they have a podcast network. Now they're signing podcasters. Now they're in they hold exclusive licensing rights to the audio version of Drink Chance. So what that means is no one in the world can listen to the audio version of Drink Champs without paying Warner Music Group. So that leads me to question, what about the video? Who owns the video? Do they still maintain ownership? Or do they even have ownership of the video? And I guess uh, another part that confuses me about this is, uh, and this, once again, completely uh, more about educating uh, myself, we educating ourselves. If you know the answer to this, please uh, hit me up and let me know. Uh, But this is a distribution deal. From what I'm understanding and reading. So now Warner Media Group owns their audio catalog. I wonder who owns their video. And I'm only asking this because they were part of Black Effect, I thought. Or... I guess they were they just did a a media deal with Black Effect and they're just featured on Black Effect still. Are they still gonna be on the Black Effect? And the Black Effect is, if you don't know, uh Charlemagne God's uh podcast network home Nori belonged to at one point. And then he also was associated with uh Revolt TV. And I thought that's where, that's why I'm confused when there's so many hands in a pot, man. It's like, who is who and who does what? Clearly, he, he's, he, I'm, I'm going to guess he's compensating. You know, he, he's, getting, he's being compensated for, for, for all the brands that he has uh, involved in his one brand. I just would like to understand more of what is what and where we're going. And this is important to me. And it's important to me because as you're listening to this podcast, you won't be able to find a video anywhere. Right. And th- I'm doing that purposely. And like I, I kind of told you that earlier, I'm doing that purposely so that we can release video and audio on our own platform. We'll release the audio uh, on the Apple. We'll release the audio on the, the Spotify and all the other DSPs. But when it comes to video content, we're housing our own stuff, right? 
because we understand it. The more we build our brand, the more the video content is going to be worth because of the, of exclusivity, right? And you can't get it anywhere else. So, um, this is very interesting, man. I think is it's extremely dope. I'm extremely happy for Nori and DJ EFN. Uh, man, that that's amazing. And that's just one 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 step that I hope we'll be able to take one day, uh, in in the podcast world. So big up to them, man, and I and I and I hope to see more of their success. J.P. Morgan paid. <laughs> This, this is this is the articles I start to like to get into. JB J JP Morgan. I can't talk today. JP Morgan paid 175 million for a hot startup. Now it claims its CEO faked 400. I'm sorry, four million clients. Charlie Havis launched her company Frank in 2017 when she was 24 and a recent Ivy League grad with the goal of helping students apply for college financial aid. By 2021, she she was lauded as a business visionary and had sold her startup to JP Morgan Chase for $175 million. I told you, tech startups are different. <laughs> We don't talk to 10 million in tech. I'm trying to tell you this tech life is different. You can, we're going to talk about this. There are ways you can go buy a, a coal base, which is the app itself for something like two, $300 and make it your own upload it to the app store, Google store and start making money off of that type of stuff, man. Tech is where it's at, but God, they got so many pop-ups, man. Jesus. Um. So, J- so she sold her startup to J.P. Morgan Chase for 175 million. Now, J.P. Morgan claims that Frank inspiring Frank's inspiring story of helping more than five million students get into college was largely a fabrication, according to a lawsuit filed last month by the bank. Javis allegedly paid a data science professor $18,000 to contrive a list of more than 4 million fake student names in order to convince the financial giant to shell out the purchase price to suit claims. I love it. Screw it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I love it. I love it. This is wild to me. How, like, how does something like, it's J.P. Morgan. This didn't just happen, this didn't happen 20 years ago. This didn't happen 10 years ago. This didn't happen five months ago. This is J.P. Morgan we're talking about. That got scammed out of $175 million. How does that happen? Meanwhile, I could barely get a damn bank account with them. Fam. And this is the part about tech that it will always be risky when it comes to investments. If you don't, I would say if you don't know what you're looking at, then you will get scammed 
every it's potential. You can potentially get scammed every time. Every time. Look at look at uh Elon Musk. He just bought damn Twitter, and the first thing he said was, yo, this is a bunch of bots. Yo, they didn't say all, they said they had such, such million subscribers, but they didn't say how many millions were bots. That, that's what this is. You build up a false narrative of your tech company to make it seem like you have X amount of subscribers. Or in Twitter, well, that that's that's in Twitter's cases that Twitter's case as well, or X number of users, and that drives the valuation up of what your product is worth. So, great example: if we launch Icon Mall and nobody nobody registers for Icon Mall uses Icon Mall, it's not going to be worth anything. But If we come back and say, not if we just come back and say, but if we say, hey, we have 100 million subscribers, 100 million users, so forth and so on. Look, here is the proof. And that goes back to our morals, our moral compass. We don't we don't play those those uh, those those scammy games. But. uh, We say, look, here is our data to back us up and prove it. JP Morgan just got hit for 175. <laughs> and if they ain't got the people, if Tesla uh Elon Musk just got hit for how many billions he just bought Twitter for? Or how many millions, however much he just sold he bought Twitter for. If they don't know, if they don't have the type of people that can that can look at this type of uh this type of uh these apps and say, okay, this is fake, this is not real, and so forth and so on. Fam. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. And that, that, is the, that is the scary part about tech these days. That's the scary part about investing in tech these days. Because you can be, you can easily be confused by anything. And when I say confused, I mean easily say, if a tech company is telling you, hey, we have a million million views, million subscribers, million users, so forth and so on. Uh, we would like a hundred million dollars because this is how many, how much each person on our platform is worth. Because believe it or not, as a consumer, when you're on a platform and you're actually engaging on that platform and using that platform, you are worth money. These companies make money based off of you. Facebook wouldn't exist if you stopped using it. That's how they that's how they get money. That's how they stay rich. That's how they get paid, right? Based off of the usage. So if if I'm looking at JP Morgan getting knocked down for a buck seventy five, I'm watching Elon Musk get knocked down for however much he got knocked down for. That's why he's going crazy with Twitter, not giving a damn because he don't. What does he know about? about building apps about actual manual labor in the app world i don't believe he has um he has experience in it but it ain't it ain't it ain't easy i just finished telling you 
I spent almost $100,000 trying to build Icon Mall. It's not easy. But that was because I was trying to build my own custom stuff, right? We could have easily went out there now that, you know, I know after trying to build Icon Mall, we could have easily went out there and and uh, and purchase a pre-built code, right? But that's not what we wanted. That wasn't us. That wasn't our thing. There's, oh, man, I'm trying to tell you. There's so much to this stuff, man. And I mean, it gets, and it only gets worse because a lot of these tech companies, they collect your data. And a lot of people get, get caught up on the term data. They don't even understand what that means. Like they know where you drop your kids off at school. They sell that information. I was, I was, I was researching a company on the internet the other day. Uh, it was a data company and they literally sell data. And on the data that, that, that you can buy, it literally, it showed you that you can buy where people shop at at what time like if i'm starting an e-commerce company which i am i can go to these data companies and say hey i'm starting an e-commerce company can you uh give me data on the people who on when 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 people shop the most and then they will say okay this age group this gender this uh this religion not religion this this uh ethnic group uh they shop between this time and this time. Oh, this this group right here, they like to shop while they're laying down in their bed. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, it's nuts out here. That's how much information they get from that phone that you got with the little Wi-Fi and the Bluetooth. All that good stuff that you got that you think is harmless. You know, that Google Maps that you use that's always running when you go everywhere in your life. They create a pattern that that creates a pattern of data and that is worth money. <laughs> Why? Because that helps businesses learn how to sell you stuff. It's the same thing with marketing. This is why marketing research is Market research is so extremely important. Knowing your target audience is so important. If you don't know this stuff, you just shooting blanks out here. These people in these companies know everything about you. You did not get that ad because you just thought about it today. Let me rephrase that. You didn't get the ad because they just like you. There's data that says you need to be seeing that ad right now. <sighs> Listen, this is why I'm trying to even figure out if I want to even read the rest of this. Long story short, be careful. Tech is real and it's only getting worse. That's not even the the the, the bulk of it, but... In more recent news, rapper Flo Rider awarded oh these goddamn pop-ups. Rapper Flo Rider awarded eighty-two point six million after winning lawsuit against energy drink company Celsius. And I actually like Celsius, ironically, right? Um, I, I drink Celsius when I'm uh, 
driving long distances. Uh, I don't know. It just tastes good. It, and I also like drinks with that doesn't have a lot of sugar in it as well. Uh, so I was actually first, ironically, and we'll get, and, and and it all makes sense. It all circles uh, back into one another at the end of this. I ironically uh, had Celsius for the first time ever when I was at the Super Bowl uh, in California when the Rams were playing uh, whoever they played in the Super Bowl. Uh, I was outside the stadium and it was some, some nice looking young ladies in nice suits, uh, handing out bottles of Celsius. Uh, it's, it's marketing. They was giving it out for free. Hey, here's this, here's this, here's this. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Drinking. I was like, damn, this is pretty good. So I just started drinking it. Uh, ever since then, they got me targeted my ass. But we'll get into that a little bit more. Rapid Flow Rider has been awarded $82.6 million after winning a lawsuit against energy drink company Celsius. Flow Rider, whose real name is Tamar Dillard, and his production company, Strong Arm Productions, sued Celsius Holdings, Inc. in May 2021, claiming that the company had violated the conditions of an endorsement deal that ran between 2014 and 2018. Hey, listen, man. Y'all got to be careful who you all promise things to, because that's what this is going to be about. You got to be prom- You got to be careful with who you promise things to in the beginning when you're just a startup, just looking for a come up and marketing. This goes back to sticking to your morals. So we'll, we'll get back to it. On Wednesday, a South Florida jury found Celsius guilty of breaching the deal the jury also found that the brand had fraudulently hidden information from Dillard. According to NBC News, Dillard said in a statement that he had gained a new respect for the judicial system as a result of the ruling. This was a long journey, but we prevailed. From the start, I only wanted what I worked for, nothing more, nothing less, he said. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, according to the civil complaint, Dillard played an instrumental uh, instrumental part in launching a new era for the company's brand development, growth, and expansion, and helped introduce Celsius to millions around the world. Dillard's legal team claimed that he was not compensated in the form of promised bonuses and stock options for his work. There you go. In 2014, Celsius traded for $1 per share, but now trades at over $100. The lawyer said Diller wanted the 1% ownership he was promised. Fam, 1% ownership? 1% ownership of a company of the company of a multi-million dollar endorsement deal and he wasn't even getting paid anything for it. Fam, this is crazy to me. All this sounds like, once again, is a company using someone else's likeness, the nil, <laughs> the same thing as the nil, what Wiz Khalifa is doing. The only difference is Wiz Khalifa is actually paying his people. They're using other people's likeness to gain attention through marketing. And it's working. They're getting paid. And they're not selling their debt. 
and then on top of that, they offer 1% of ownership. That is nuts. You offer someone $1 million for the 1% of ownership for some likeness? That is crazy to me. But, oh, it gets, it gets a little more wicked than that. How about this one here? There we go. How about this right here? This article is actually from, this is just me and my brain, just doing with brain, doing the brain thing, right? So after reading the Flowrider article, I was like, okay, who are these people? Once again, I know them because I drink, I drink the, the energy drink, but like it's, then for them not to pay for their for their endorsement deals that like is this something normal <sighs> last year pepsi takes a 550 million dollar stake in energy drink maker celsius Celsius is expecting to gain more self space in existing retailers and expand more into independent stores such as gas stations. Pepsi, such as gas stations, Pepsi will assist with the distribution starting Monday. Once again, back to distribution deals. I don't even think the game anymore is about being successful businesses. It's about attracting distributors, which I don't think is a bad game. And I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think we should understand that. I think we should understand that the goal may not be, and it could be to you, uh, you who knows, you know, please stay, stick to it if it's your goal. But the goal could potentially be to become relevant enough that we can attach to a distributing company and, you know, sell at a higher rate faster. Maybe that's the goal. That's what Icon Mall is trying to become. A distribution company for all of us in multiple lanes. Because all it sounds like to me is everything that everybody's doing, they're building a brand until a, a, distribution, a distribution company comes and buys them or buys licensing to their product, service, or entertainment. That's all Pepsi did. Pepsi seen something here and said, hey, uh, we can get this out. <laughs> it's kind of like Shark Tank. Uh, Pepsi said, Pepsi's Mark Cuban, right? Mark Cuban says, hey, listen, man, I can get, how much are you selling right now? At what rate? How much, how much are you spending in order to sell this much? Hey, man, this is what I can do for you. That's Pepsi. The only difference is <laughs> Pepsi paid. Gave them five hundred and fifty million, and they took eight eight percent, eight point five percent of the company ownership in it. 
which explains why I was drinking the damn thing outside the Super Bowl. Because who's the biggest uh, commercial in the damn Super Bowl? Pepsi and Budweiser. <laughs> Pepsi said, all right, we're going to put this at the Super Bowl now. That is hilarious to me, man. Yo. But it doesn't stop there. There's more. <laughs> Once again, my brain, my brain does what brains do, right? So we started with Flow Rider and said, okay. Interesting. What else is out there? And then we found out that Celsius is owned by Pepsi. Well, why wouldn't Pepsi pay Flow Rider? I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Cool. And then we get here. The owner. Well, let me rephrase that. The founder and CEO of Celsius. Mashinsky is hit with fraud suit by New York State. (laughs) Why does it? always come around full circle when you dig deeper into certain things. This is who he is. This is who he's always been. This was well, fam, let's, let's just read the article. New York state sued Alex Mashinsky the founder and former CEO of Celsius Network, claiming he engaged in a scheme to defraud hundreds of thousands of investors by offering loan products uh, promising yields of up to 17% with minimal risk. I kind of wanted to start this conversation off with, well, let me rephrase that. I wanted to start this pod off with, because I'm not even going to finish this. At this point, we we kind of know where we're going with this, right? We 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 know uh, we 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 know where his morals stand at. I want to end this with going back to the beginning of the pot. Where do your morals lie? What is important to you? What do you stand for? What are you, what do you think you are willing to do or sacrifice for money, power, fame? Or are those things even important to you? I think it's important we figure that out now. Because if you believe like I believe, we're going to hit those millions. And we're going to touch those billions. Before we get there, though, let's figure some things out now. Let's figure out what we're not willing to do for no money. Let's figure out where our morals lie at, where we're willing to say no. No, I'm not going to sell my people out for any of that. No. I'm not going to sell my company, my brand out for any of that. No. I'm not selling myself for that. 
at what point does enough become enough? At what point do you say, that's not what I want to be remembered for? And that's not what I want to stand on. Fam, we can Google stories about like these all day. Some of them good. Salute the Nori. Salute the Wiz. Right? But then some of them just like the others. Like the scammers are here. You think them boys in Atlanta are scamming. One, they ain't touching a buck 75. You see what I'm saying? Like, and they hitting people that that we can't even stand next to. Right? So, the moral of the story is, it was just important for me to have this conversation because I, I, I see the same things y'all see on the internet. And I see people getting on the internet with their businesses and they just, uh, they're going crazy sometimes. They... They they willing to expose certain things or certain people just to get notoriety to their brand of business, right? You see people willing to expose themselves or certain things for them to get notoriety to their brand or business. Or willing to expose others or whatever the case may be, uh, all of that stuff is nasty. It's bad, man. And if you're doing it here now, if you ever get to that million, it's only going to get worse. Listen, we're working together here. This is a partnership, right? We are, we're going to become each other's distribution, right? Let's make that deal. That's the deal I want to make. We can become each other's distribution, right? Icon Mall can distribute your product, service, and entertainment. And you distribute the word about Icon Mall. You bring others to the platform. That's what this is about. We don't. We don't have to go to Warner Music Group. We got our own shit. We're not selling our souls. We standing on our business over there. Right? And we want to make sure you standing on yours too. So, yo, check me. Episode 3. Podcast episode 3 has been amazing. I thank y'all for being here with me today. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode as much as I I enjoy speaking about it. Looking forward to being back with y'all next week. Take care of yourselves. Listen, love, live life. Until we speak again and we meet again. Icon out.